and welcome to These Amazing Places podcast. This is show number 273 for the week of May 11th, 2014. Hello everyone, this is Adam, and here's Doug with what we're doing this week on the show. Okay, this week, everybody, we're going to be getting serious about Universal Studios. How to uh, tour the parks in somewhat, how to get to the parks if you're on Disney property or vice versa. Uh, We're going to be talking uh, a little more in depth about ticketing, a lot of different ways of saving you time and money while you're in the parks. So that's it for this week, and we'll be right back. Alright everyone, before we begin with the Universal show, I just wanted to update you on a couple corrections from past shows, or actually just some clarification on stuff. As you guys know, uh, we aren't researchers that sit here and come up with a book of information to read on the show. We just start casual conversation and hopefully you enjoy that. Within the conversation, we can often lead up to stats and statistics and we're, we're frantically looking up statistics on our phones while we're trying to repeat it on the, on the show so you get an idea of what's going on. And uh, so a couple of updates from uh, Space Mountain show, uh, just to confirm and make sure everyone's aware. Disneyland Space Mountain arrived in 1977, and Disney World opened up in 1975. Um, also, Disneyland was actually created, and they dug down, uh, when they created that one, they, did, they were concerned about sight lines for the top of the attraction, not to dwarf the castle or interfere with anything else. So that one was actually sort of done in a way that, uh, uh, you know, differently than uh, I think we may have even mentioned. I don't know what we were talking about in that last show. And uh, another update with Tomorrowland. Uh, The Tomorrowland movie actually uh, opens up in May of 2015 as of today's date. So hopefully uh, that stays on track. I know, you know, everything's going on with Universal, Marvel, Star Wars, and all that stuff. Um, And so Tomorrowland was lined up to happen right before Star Wars. It turns out it's going to be that way since Star Wars was bumped back to December of 2015. Tomorrowland is um, bumped back to May of 2015. So, pretty excited about those things. Just wanted to update everybody on that. Alright, so here we go, and now we're going to talk about Universal. First so, of all, wait, we got to say too, Adam and I are actually sitting in the same room together, and it is only Adam and I this week, so... Uh, Back like it used to be. Anyway, yeah, so, this is great stuff. Yeah. So okay, we're talking Universal this week. Yeah, and we're we at said. his. We're at Doug's house too. So if you hear some chimes or you hear some dogs, dogs or, or yeah. rumbling because it's storming outside. Or, or yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. Wind, going fire, on. who knows at this point? So <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll call this the apocalypse show. Oh yeah, so. really, really. Okay. All right. So, uh, let's just start off by saying, listen, I, I, I really believe most people that right now that are talking Universal Studios are talking, we want to go this year and next year because of the opening of Diagon Alley. So um, because of that, I really thought we need to really break down uh, a show here that tells people a little more in depth on, on what to expect while they're in the parks, how to get in there, save money, where to stay maybe, some things like that. But most importantly, too, how uh, to get from... Uh, Disney World uh, resorts over to um, to stay or even to hang out for the day or or so at uh, Universal. So anyway, with that, uh, we move on. All right. So the first step that I wanted that really Doug kind of put these notes together, but I think it's very important to say 
Uh, save your money. Now, you'll listen to many shows and most people will say, ah, oh, you're going on vacation, just splurge. But I gotta tell you, I was just thinking about this while Doug was talking about the intro. Three of the four of us on this podcast actually work in education, and we don't make a whole lot of money. So we're constantly trying to pinch those pennies to get the best of best buck, bang for the buck, and all that stuff. Um, so with that said, a lot of the stuff we're going to bring up on this show is about saving money. And while all these opportunities are available at your fingertips, we're not going to put it together in a way that's... Um, you know, the things we're going to quote are not necessarily things that you're going to get all at the same time. <clears throat> a lot of this stuff is, uh, you know, just per year, per the season and all that stuff. We'll try to talk into that when we get to those points, but just something to keep in mind as we discuss the, you know, how to book sh- book stuff here on uh, Universal. Actually, Disney and everything else we talk about is a lot, a lot like that, so. Hi. So right off the bat, no matter what anybody tells you, remember this. No hotel uh, right now that is on property with uh, Universal is eligible for early admittance to Diagon Alley or Universal at this point. You mean Islands of Adventure? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yes. That's what I mean. Yeah. So either or. Wow, that's pretty right. something that they've changed. Um, well, and it's to control crowds. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. Yeah. Neither one of these parks uh, are set up for the huge amount of crowds that are going to come blasting okay. in there pretty soon. So I think that's a way of just doing some crowd control. Um, so, yeah, just, just remember that uh, there's really no level that you can buy into that is going to get you in there earlier at this point. And that's actually on their site. If you want to go in and check it, they show it. I would imagine that's going to change eventually, like as crowds die down, die down, because, I mean, they had this service at one point, and how are they going well, to... Ta- what's the perk of staying on property is basically right. what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? No, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Where is it at some point? It's gonna have to come back eventually, I would say. Yeah. Even with Cabana Bay and that whole thing going on, but so. Okay, next. Uh, unless you want to use an express pass, uh, which is something that you have to purchase within Universal Properties, it's not like the fast pass you're gonna pay. Between really 30 and I think $90, depends on how busy the season is. You're gonna pay that per day for to use an express pass in the parks. How that works is, the express pass there is you get one ride on the express pass on each attraction so let's say you you want to do spider-man you can use the express pass one time for one ride on it and then after that you're in line again with everyone else the major thing is though right now to remember there are no express passes that you can use in uh, wizarding world or Diagon alley and so that has not changed as of today uh, well, basically, yeah, May, May 10th, 11th, 12th, that has not changed at this point. And right now, the word is, is that it is not going to change in the foreseeable future. So if you're thinking, hey, I'll pay the money and get the Express Pass so that I can get into Forbidden Journey or into Gringotts quicker, it's not going to work. So, anyway. I've got, Yeah, I've got some additional information to that. Actually, you can do it if you buy the Unlimited Express Pass, and let me let me go into that. So first of all, Kind of breaking it down, this is sort of a basic, you can get this on UniversalOrlando.com. Universal Express Pass, there are three passes. Two Park Express Pass, starting at $35.99. Universal's Islands of Adventure, starting at $29.99. And Universal Studios Florida, starting at $29.99. So there you go, already you can do both Two Park Express. And then, you can bundle with Unlimited Express. This gets admission to both theme parks each day, plus Universal Express Unlimited Access. And what this means is, I'll read right here. 
Get admission to both Universal Studios Florida and Universal Islands Adventures each day you visit, plus get Universal Express unlimited access at both parks to skip the regular lines at most rides and attractions again and again, not just once per ride. And that's straight from their site. Now yeah. that that price is starting at here we go. This is yeah. One eighty nine ninety nine is what it starts. Is at. that per day? I must be. Yeah, that's what it's got to be. Outrageous. But I guess if you were doing and, one day in the parks, and so you, and you wanted to ride those attractions, and that's the only day you're going to be there, it might be worth it to you then to just pay the price and know, hey, at least I get to ride these attractions yeah. at least once. But that still doesn't include Wizarding World or Diagon. Yeah, do you so, want me to read the restrictions? Yeah, I'll, let yeah. me do the unlimited pass. This is a huge list, but at least something to keep, keep in mind. In fact, it's a little formatted weird here on my phone, but here, hopefully I can read most of what it says. Uh, the above admission media is non-refundable, must be used by the same person on all days. This park-to-park -park with unlimited express ticket allows you to bypass the regular lines an unlimited amount of times by providing express access to most attractions at both parks. Um... Uh, on the calendar days that you have selected, so you actually have to book this in advance. Express access is not available at Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey and Pterodon Flyers. There are only a limited number of passes available for each for sale of each date. Limit 10 total admission tickets per transaction, valid only during normal operating hours. Uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter 3D commemorative ticket offer is not valid on purchases of Park to Park VIP or Wet n Wild tickets. Um, it goes on to say about weather, uh, blah blah blah, valid photo ID does not include admission to the AMC Universal Complex or the Blue Man Group, uh, additional restrictions apply. So that's pretty much the basics of it, yeah. And they're of course not saying well, anything so about... There's, there's actually additional restrictions even. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought outside of Diagon Alley or... or nope. uh, or Wizarding World, yeah, you could hit everything. Notice today, Diagon Alley, Diagon Alley is not open, so right. they don't refer to it in this. Right. So we can only imagine it's not available for Forbidden Journey. It's <laughs> not going to be available for Diagon Alley. Yeah, so. I don't see this happening probably yeah. for some time. But Which anyway. makes makes the, a good conversation point. I wonder if Hogwarts Express will have a express line where you get in faster. There's no way. Okay. There's so, no, there, I just can't imagine. I mean, yeah. Because yeah. right now, I mean, that's a six-minute ride is what they're saying. Yeah. Six-minute ride, 200 people per ride. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you can end up waiting hours right now just to get on it. So that's going to be one of those things where you have to decide when you go in. Well, yeah, we can get into this a little more. But the thing is, is um, if you don't have an express and you still want to get onto these attractions, best time is first thing in the morning or last thing at the end of the day. So if you want to do Gringotts, uh, get there first thing in the morning. You want to do Hogwarts? Get there at the last thing at the end of the day, or vice versa. Yeah, that's going to be your best time without waiting hours upon hours upon hours just to get in. So. Couple couple notes about that. You know, obviously depending on the year, a time of year you're going to get different stuff. But when we say in the morning, it's pretty much 15 minutes within park opening. Yeah. Because if you don't get it in there, you're going to get to a 60 minute wait right away. Yeah. So watch out for that stuff. The other thing with the close of the park, I forget how Universal does it. But I don't think it's like Disney. In Disney, if you're in the line and the park closes when you're in line... You're in line. You're in line and you're good. Now, I'm pretty sure Universal, I think they actually cut off the line. Like, if the line is an hour wait, they'll stop the attraction and say, Sorry, we're closed because within an hour, park closes. Ooh, so basically, you yeah. don't get that extra that Disney might do. I'm pretty sure it's like that now. Obviously... It might be dependent on cast members, team members, and all those people there that 
run the attraction and maybe maybe the ride's been down for an hour throughout the day management may say whatever but that's just something that you have to keep in mind so if if you're going during this crazy busy time it really we recommend the early morning yep because you cannot guarantee the evening or the late right end of the park stuff getting in and getting on getting to ride the attraction so and let alone trying to ride it two times oh. i very well doubt you're gonna yeah. i mean unless you really want to dedicate all your day to to just that attraction yeah you know, it's gonna be tough to yeah and to if do. you're especially if you're there at a peak time if you're there at a peak time we'll yes. pray for you yeah. that's all i have to say <laughs> so i just uh we were there at off peak time and we still waited what an hour. hour it was an hour okay. for wizarding world okay. that, uh forbidden journey and and keep in mind when we say peak time in general summer when school is in session when school is not in session that's that yeah. is a peak time and then so, holidays and then holidays and, you know, weekends, you know, they're different times. Yeah. Locals come in. So definitely weekends. get out there and check crowd calendars. And I, I know some people, you're you're glued in to when you can go. And so um, these a lot of these tips that we're giving here, they work for anybody, but they're most certainly going to work for somebody who is going there during a peak time. And so anyway. Yeah. One more note about Express Pass. Um, it is... The price does vary, um, so you're going to have to get online and check that out. And it, you know, usually the off-season express pass in the past has been less money. Um, you're going to have to check that out and see what you think if it's worth it, and go from there. So, okay, next we just hit into this a little bit of saying when you go. Um, right now they're saying the word is, and this is not solid. This is not coming from Universal, but this thing could open. Diagon Alley could open anywhere from June to August. Uh, might be later. I doubt that, but the official Universal says summer. Right. So yeah. I think summer is probably up through August. I think so school basically begins, which is for a lot of people could be in September. But doesn't summer it lasts until September twenty first when we actually hit the fall? Because yeah. that's when the uh, equinox happens and yep. all that stuff. That's the actual calendar dates let's of hope, summer. But <laughs> we're going to be there in September, so I don't even want to talk about uh, yeah, September. Yeah, sorry. Let's just hope. Sorry that to bring this, that up. Let's hope this happens by June. Um, I'm sure that they want to open it as quickly as possible. So, If you guys don't pay attention and you listen to the show, we'll announce it by all means. Yeah, I mean, we're paying attention to this all the time. Okay, so, so we're going to go with them. I know I did this a little bit before on a show, but I, I want to go through this again, and that is uh, uh, ticket options. So uh, ticket options according to when you will be attending. First of all, and I always forget to say this, so I made a big note here to say it this time, Buy online. If you buy your tickets or your annual passes online, you're going to save money by doing that. So make sure that you don't get to the parks and then decide you're going to buy your tickets there. It actually can be quite substantial, the amount of money that you can save. So buy online. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go through some... Looks like all I put down here were AP options because this is something that I just did and I did see a huge amount of value in it. And I think I did jump back and forth on another show with Cameron and I mm -hmm. showing the the uh, per day ticket price option against the AP option. But I just jumped weekly kind of through a lot of the, the uh, AP options at that time. So here are the AP options. First one is called Power Pass. It does have a large amount of uh, blackout dates. And so those dates are actually going to fall into quite a bit of summer and into a lot of the holidays. So if you're looking at being there then... The power pass is not going to work for you, um, but if you're going in off season, this is a great way to go. Uh, the thing that you will get with the power pass is you do get a uh, reduction in cost of staying in their on-site resorts, 
Um, let's see here. Obviously, you're getting into the parks anytime around blackout. You do not get the uh, free parking option that you're going to get with the other passes, but there is some caveats to that, too, that I'll go into. Uh, let me think here. You do get discounts to see Blue Man Group. Uh, you do get discounts to go to Halloween Horror Nights and stuff like that. So those things are still in there. If you go to Universal Site, too, they do a great job where you can actually purchase the thing online. They do a great job also of showing a chart that will show you everything that you're getting for each one of these uh, these AP options. The reason why I talk about the AP options is because against tickets, if you buy basically a three-day uh, two-park ticket, which you definitely want now, because the uh, uh, you definitely want the two-park option. Yeah, you can't do Hogwarts Express right, exactly. without it. So, so if you buy a two-park three-day, I, I think it's around one hundred fifty-six dollars, and this Power Pass is one hundred ninety-nine, two twelve with tax. But $199, and you're you're basically in the parks now every day through, except for blackout dates. To compare, I've, I've pulled up the, the generic ticket prices online, and I, I priced two adults just to see, you know, with pricing. Just to give you an idea, one adult is 136 for a one day. So so it's actually worse than one, what I had. Well, that's okay. one day. Well, okay. Um, you get it. Let's jump up to two days. Each adult ticket is $88 for two days. Total is three sixty. Well, three fifty one ninety eight. Three days makes you down, jumps you to sixty two dollars per adult per day. Three seventy for three days for two adults, and then a four day puts you down to forty nine dollars per adult per day. That's three ninety one ninety eight. But remember, days, you're getting so. no discounts at all yep. with any of these tickets. You're getting into the parks, and that's it. If you're staying at a resort. Um, you're getting a discount for it's, staying in the resort. It's important. I, I said the park-to-park, park that's a park-to-park park ticket, which right. is what you would get with the annual pass where you're jumping between parks. Correct. So I didn't do the just the individual parks. Are you going to be really you're disappointed gonna, if you just do an individual it park? It is cheaper for to do the individual park. And you really can if you're penny pension and you're only there two days and you only want to plan two days. It probably is, I didn't look it up, but it probably is to do one park on one day and not hop and then the second park on the other day and not hop. I'm pretty sure it's cheaper, but you miss out on Universal, on the Hogwarts, Hogwarts Express, Express. Yeah. and the potential for any discounts. So obviously you guys know your budget and what you're willing to research and do, but we are just here to kind of bring this to your attention. So. Okay, the next annual pass is called the Preferred Pass. It is a $279.99 plus tax, and you can buy this on a flex pay. They say $14 per month. And you don't have to be a Florida resident to do that. Anybody can do flex Good. pay. Awesome. So that's great, yeah. With that, you get free parking. How the free parking Ooh. works, you're getting the discounts still. Uh, but how the free parking works is you pay to park the first time for the first day. If you come back the second day, your parking is free. Okay. Okay. Um, that seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah. Because I mean, parking can be, I think it's $18 a day, mm -hmm. something like that now. Uh, okay, so you're getting that. You're getting the discounts. You're getting... Uh, you know, discounts into Hollywood Horror Nights, stuff like that. The next one that you go into uh, is the Premier Pass. With that, you're getting the free parking and valet. You get a lot of other options as far as that goes. You're getting one free ticket for um, Halloween Horror Nights. Okay. One And for people who love Halloween Horror Nights, that, like, yeah. that could be an additional, I think, $60 mm -hmm. just to do that. So that's a pretty good deal. Uh, you throw in the parking at 18 bucks a day, and that's a pretty good deal, actually. Um, other than that, there's, you're getting the same discounts. Okay. You're, you're not, and, and on the preferred and the premiere, you're not getting the blackout dates, so you're in the parks 
whenever you want to be there. Uh, the premiere is $419.99 or flex pay of $21 per month. So if you're going to be there quite a few days, you're staying on site, uh, you don't want to pay to park and do a lot of that stuff. Or if you're not staying on site, you're staying off site, you don't want to pay to park the annual pass. Either one of these could still work out great. I still see, they they still beat the ticket option of just going in and paying yeah. know, for two day even. And it, again, it depends. We're not, we're just not going to go over every scenario. But in reality, if you're only going to be there a couple days, you know, you're not going to be thinking about the preferred pass and all this. Plus, may not think about parking. You know, we're going to talk here uh, in a short bit, actually. Yeah, we'll talk about it towards the later at the end of the notes about transportation if you're going to Disney and stuff. So obviously, if you got transportation and you're not paying parking because you don't have a car, there's no reason to pay the parking. You don't exactly. need to have the discount for the parking. So obviously, you can figure that much out. All right. On okay. To the next um, thing. Now I did mention here a little bit. If you're attending uh, September throughout the holidays, I mentioned a little bit there about Halloween Horror Nights. They uh, actually will be uh, on Monday through Thursday, going on there. These are pretty. Um, I wouldn't want to take my young kids into Halloween Horror Nights, even if you're into that kind of stuff. No. I just, these, this is not Mickey's Not So Scary. No. And so I want people to know that if you're thinking, oh, Halloween Horror Nights, and I love Mickey's Not So Scary, and, and I can get a free ticket if I buy the premiere, then this might be a, a good deal. So, anyway. On, um, on, the, on the opposite, I don't want to, I want to, don't want to say... If you're an adult and you're into the scary, don't go to Mickey's Not So Scary because obviously, if you listen to us enough, we enjoy our Disney. Um, you know, we enjoy Disney a lot, but Universal has its um, its market, and that would be you know for high school teenagers to adults that are just want to get their wits scared out of them. That's, exactly That's right. literally <laughs> what Halloween Horror Nights is made for yeah. that age group. It is not for If you want to be chased around with yeah. somebody who has a chainsaw, this is your place. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah and so I was going to say they probably I could imagine squirting all kinds of stuff at you while you're getting chased by the chainsaw at the same time loud noises are going on and on and on and on. And and they go into the extreme with any If you haven't heard of it, they do all kinds of stuff in regard to the movies. Cabin in the Woods is a big one. That if you're into horror flicks, they've themed these things like crazy, brought in production designers from those movies, all kinds of stuff that they really do a good job with it. But it's it literally is for an older movie set quality. Yeah, movie set quality and the That's whole is, whole yeah. shebang. And it, probably I haven't heard otherwise, but I imagine it's one of the top stuff that you're ever gonna go to if you ever do the haunted haunted house stuff, you know, local haunted house things around. So. And now I put this in here also in case you do want to go during this time of the year. Um, some other additional things about, okay, yeah, you can get uh, the temps, temperatures are going to be less in the parks during that time. Room rates are reduced. Just keep that in mind. You can actually stay uh, for less cost. Plus, if you use the annual thing, annual pass discounts that we're talking about, you even save additional on your room. Flights, Cost of flights are reduced because this is off-season. I guess I threw these in here because I wanted to give people an idea of this is why sometimes it's good to go off-season. We understand sometimes you just can't. and so. But I still want to put these things in there so that uh, it's some information in your head in case you would think, okay, there's a possibility that, that we could do this. One other thought, too. Don't keep, keep in mind that, yes, um, hurricanes tend to show up around August, September, but they really are. June is when hurricane season begins, so... Obviously, if it's uh, something important to you and you are, uh, I don't know, if you want to purchase the insurance on it and you're concerned about that, depends on, you know, the person, everybody, 
has their own thing. In general, I can guarantee you, if you stick it out, and if there is a hurricane nearby that's not dangerously, you know, your life's threatened and you stick it out, I guarantee you the park crowd will be reduced extremely. We've been there a couple times, we've had different conversations with people at, you know, there, and the parks were dead when there is these yeah. looming hurricanes off the coast because people just yeah. scare away. And so we're not saying to do that if you don't feel comfortable. But again, something to keep in mind during, especially during this season where, you know, September, August, you know, that time frame when it tends to peak. And so, there's no safer place to be, honestly, yeah. than yeah. at these resorts during that time of the year. Even if weather does get really bad, I mean... Um, that's actually from what I've heard from people who actually have been there during some pretty bad hurricanes in Florida. They said that the resorts, the people at the resorts, made it a fantastic stay. So they had a really good, good. time still, even though you're not heading off to the park. Well, so. yeah. But they still made it really worthwhile for the kids and for the families that were all there. So it's not a lose-lose situation if you go. All right, the next thing is here, um, if you're going to be attending Disney, and this is a lot of people, they think, oh, well, I... You know, I want to stay at the Disney resorts. I'm going to be attending Disney. I don't want to rent a car. How can I get from from Disney properties over to Universal? And so we've thrown some information in here. I actually even went a little deeper into it uh, out of some experience of what I'm going to be doing. Let's say that you're flying into Orlando and you want to, you don't want to pay to get a car or a shuttle service or something, which can be quite expensive to get you from Orlando Airport over to your resort. Uh, stay on Disney property to start with. That way you can use Magical Express. It will take you then from the airport over to Disney property. Do your time in Disney property at the beginning of the week or at the beginning of your stay. And then here I said, then switch midweek, go over to Universal. Crowds are less at Universal in midweek. So you wanna be there. Do it two or three days, midweek at Universal. Um, there are, and we're going to get into these, shuttle services that you can purchase that will take you and your family over to Universal Resorts and then bring you back. The reason why I say stay at Universal property for a couple days while uh, in the middle of the week while you're attending the parks, then you're not shuttling. You're not paying to shuttle back and forth. You're there for a couple days, two or three days, and then you'll pay to shuttle back, which now puts you back into Disney property, which means now you have the ability to use Magical Express again, to get yourself back to the airport. This saves between $60 and $100 each way if you're not paying uh, to get yourself from the airport over. Or it saves you from renting a car. Now, on the, contra you know, on the contrary, there is I could see this happening. You know, With that thought, it does take some effort on your part that you do have to pack up your room, put it into the shuttle, get to Universal, check in there, unpack there, stay at Universal two days, reverse if you're going back to Disney. So it does take a little bit of work. You know, you can plan that in your time. Maybe you don't want to do a full park day on those times. Now, Doug, he's no, not. Yeah. Doug is like, get that. I'm going to go all the way. All <laughs> That's to the it. nice thing about the shuttle service we're about to talk to you about. Yeah. So, so um, you know, keep that in mind. If you're thinking this and you want to try that in reality, it may be worth you paying a little extra money to be transported. Maybe you do Magical Express one way. And then, and then you go to Universal, and then you leave from Universal and go out to you know the airport from there, and then you pay for the shuttle service from there. So um, one of the 
transportation companies that is in Orlando that does a really good job. In fact, I think they have outsourced. I think they're outsourced this to is Disney. The same company but, that owns Magical Express. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I think it is. Um, MearsTransportation.com is their website, and it's Mears. That's the company. You can go on there, and you can literally schedule your pickup and drop off locations. I don't know how much in advance, but it, they, you know, you can just get it there, and you can get a price quote. Now, what I've done is I, I decided... Read, I read a couple people that said 24 hours in advance. 24 hours in advance. Yeah. All right, so um, keep that in mind, but uh, the price does fluctuate per season. I did one just to see what was going on. I said, um, next week, pick me up at Magic Kingdom and drop me off at Universal Orlando. Right now, the price that is quoted for me for one way is 50 bucks for a luxury sedan, which uh, it shows like a Lincoln Continental four-door here. Uh, passenger... I'm trying to look here at the details. Uh, oh, it even gives you AM, FM, CD player, leather interior, spacious <laughs> legroom, air conditioning, and climate control, large trunk space. Uh, you go up to the luxury SUV and you're paying 63 bucks. Um, you know, it's just shows you an SUV and then a luxury van, which is like looking more like a 15 passenger. But it's the same price, 63 bucks. So, in fact, if you have a large family or you want to piggyback with some friends that might be there it might be a little bit cheaper for you to get a bigger van get everybody in schedule your pickup drop off you know all that stuff so something to keep in mind and the nice thing is you can schedule this stuff online even i mean obviously you can call them if you want you can schedule it so far ahead of time and have it done paid for and ready for when you get there so it's just a part of that planning thing that if you do some of this ahead you're already ready to go and there are multiple options i just chose two theme parks but you can actually choose hotels you can be picked up and dropped off even if you're at uh you know don't want to do disney to universal say you're at um the hyatt in downtown disney and you want to go to the universal you know they'll do that you know whatever it is this is the transportation company that basically makes money off of the theme parks and all that stuff. Wet and Wild, you know, all that place. It's all available there uh, at your disposal uh, for you to be able to, t to use and schedule in advance and book in advance and get pricing so that you don't have to be, oh, how much is that? And do I have to fork out a hundred and whatever dollars to get there, you know, last minute? You know, that's the kind of stuff that they give you for your budget. Okay, last thing I have here also, if you are driving... Uh, and you're staying at Disney property, the parking is free for your car. If you are staying, uh, I know right now at Cabana Bay and probably most other Dis uh, Universal properties, at Cabana Bay you're going to pay $10 a day hmm. to park your car even if you are staying there. Interesting. If you have people that want to come and visit you, uh, it could cost them $10 for a half an hour. Wow. Yeah, $20 I think they'll let them stay for the day, mm -hmm. park their car there. But it's $10 I believe for a half an hour. That's so, interesting. Yeah, just keep that in mind uh, that it's more cost to having your car there. And so there's there might be ways to work around that. I haven't figured those out yet. Uh, the place hasn't been open long enough yet to be able to, to do that. I, so Yeah, I think about that in regard to uh, Disney property. Now, Disney property, if it's a Disney-run and uh, Disney-owned hotel, it's free parking if you're staying in the resort. However... Keep in mind that the uh, Swan and Dolphin are not that way, and you do have to pay for parking at the Swan and Dolphin. They actually nickel and dime you a little bit here and there at the Swan and Dolphin. So, it's, yeah, um, you keep in mind that as you do your research, to you know that stuff is available on these websites. But 
that's something that I did not think Universal would do. If they're competing with Disney, you'd think, oh, they'll just give you a free parking pass. But well, right now, apparently no, not. they're not. So. No. And it's because, I guess, they have a lot uh, less space, obviously. Uh, they're a lot more limited for parking. And so right now, this is what they're doing. Huh. It could be, honestly, too, it could be a way of trying to slow down the crush of people that are going to hit these places yeah. as they open. I know it's crazy that you would sound, that it would sound like they're actually adding in some additional cost to try to slow down the onslaught of people, but sometimes that's your only option. And then you know what? Maybe a year from now, when they take away the ten dollar away ten dollar a day parking cost, now all of a sudden it's seen as a plus. Yeah, and it may change. You know, obviously, uh, this is what it is today. So. I think if you guys are interested, you know, continue to listen to our show and we'll continue to update you as stuff like this comes about, especially in regard to Doug and uh, Cameron. They'll be down there. What's your dates again? We will be there from uh, September 14th through September 24th. Okay. And then shortly after there, Roy and his wife Patty will be there as well. She's actually, they're going to be with us there on the 21st. 21st. So, yeah. So yeah. we're going to have some live stuff we'll do. So we almost have the park covered for a month maybe, Yes, huh? we do. Yes. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> so we're going to be in Diagon Alley. Of course, things always change when you put feet on the ground yeah. and start moving around there. That's going to be the uh, biggest reason to why I want to be there. I want to be able to bring back footage and pictures and audio of what this place is about. But at the same time, I want to be able to tell you this is what we experienced while we were there. And there's sometimes just no better way. There's no way they hit every piece of information without actually just being there. Yep. And so that's Sounds going to great. be part of that. You know, too, something just hit me and I'm going to throw it in here just as a plus. If you're looking for butterbeer while you're in uh, Forbidden, I mean, while you're in Wizarding World, a lot of people get in line at the carts and wait for an hour now yeah. to get butterbeer. Go into the Hogshead Tavern Oh. that's there. There's no up. line. No I line. heard somebody say uh, this. Go cool. in and get it, and you'll have it within a couple minutes. And then you can go back outside and, and laugh while you watch everybody else stand yeah, in the yeah. heat. Yeah, waiting to pay $10 for their butterbeer. Well, you know, as often it is, you're touring with your family, and, you know, one child says, I want that, and you see everyone in line, and you just... You go. You actually, you make like a, a sheep, and you just follow the herd yeah. sometimes. Well, and, now you'll look like a genius, so uh, yeah. show your kids how smart you can be, there how efficient... Go dad or mom is by heading into the uh, Hogshead Tavern and, and getting their butter beer in there. So, All right, with that, I think that's all the information we have at this point. I'm sure we'll be back with more as it comes forward. So we will be right back to wrap things up. All right, everybody, that's it for this week. It's been a good time once again just sitting in the room with Adam. Yeah, uh, it's been I've a good show. I've forgotten what he looked like, actually. So, <laughs> yeah, Other than the height and everything. Uh, I, yeah. anyway. That's funny. I even have my Mickey shirt on today. I, if actually, I put it on this morning, and my daughter's like, oh, Mickey Mouse. And I'm like, yeah, I got this. And she was having a good time with it. But, hey, uh, just again, uh, thanks for listening to the show. We really appreciate you guys being there. If you have any comments or questions or you want to say something about the show, feel free. Please email us, podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Follow us on YouTube. We just posted a Disneyland uh, monorail ride in the front seat. This is an unheard of video that you don't see very often. Cameron has been doing an awesome job out there. Uh, that's over at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces. We've got photos on flickr.com slash photos slash theseamazingplaces. Facebook. 
youtube.com slash these amazing places and follow us on Twitter at amazing places. That's mainly Doug. Um, I'm Adam places at Adam places. I think I forget what Cameron is. You'll find us. Roy's on there too. There's all, you know, just tweet into twitter.com slash amazing places. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll everybody's on Twitter and all that stuff. But anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Unless, Doug, you have any more comments you want to make about anything else? That's it. I'm out of words, finally. You're out of words. That's uh, something that doesn't happen <laughs> This is very an unusual often. moment, so take <laughs> it in, everybody. All right, thanks, everybody. I hope you have a great week, and we'll see you on the next show. See you soon. I like to travel. I like to drive. I like the music all night. Show me. This podcast has been brought to you by the fun folks at theseamazingplaces.com. Thanks for listening.